Read any good books lately? If you've read something that you think is worth telling others about, then why not make your own episode of Books You Should Read? All you need to do is record a review of your book, making sure it's at least five minutes long, and email it to booksyoushouldread at simplysyndicated.com. If there's a book you'd like to review but you can't record a show, then why not write a review and have it published on Simply Read? Being part of Simply Syndicated is as easy as that. We can't wait to see what you come up with. Hello, and welcome to Crimes Against Food. My name is Gloria Lind. I'm Mia Steele. And today we're going to be talking about coffee. Long time no see. How have you been? (laughs) (laughs) That's both to me and to you listening to this. It's been ages, hasn't it? It has been a really long time. What's been going on, Mia? I think think what it is, is we're both rubbish. Just crap, aren't we? I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. I'm clearly, clearly not rubbish. This is such a professional setup, after all. As we sit in our studio, <coughs> studio, <coughs> uh, ready to bring you some very research. This is one of the nicer studios. Oh, come on, look at the view. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, pretty good studios, accompanied by blankets. Yeah, the blankets. studio is damn cold. I can tell you. <laughs> so yeah, today we're going to be talking about coffee. Mm. Now, when we picked this subject, I kind of thought, yeah, there's a lot of mileage in coffee. Unfortunately, when I started to research it, I realised we are not even going to scratch no. the surface. There's too much, isn't there? There is really too much. And I think, I think we're actually in danger because I want to talk about so much about coffee, but um, possibly will we even get to any crimes, really? Just because the, just, 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 just the history of the bean is interesting in itself, isn't it? I know. Yeah, it, it's, it's true. We're going to have to kind of keep focused on, 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 yeah. on, on plucking out those crimes from this, <laughs> plucking them out. You take, take that carefully hand-scrawled sheet of paper with yeah. five or six words on it that you're using as our plan and you hold on to that, Gloria. I we're will need some guidance. like a life raft in this sea of coffee. <laughs> or paper <something>. rudding. <laughs> so... There's, there's, there's kind of what we're going to do through the show. We're going to address this through three stages. Yeah. You can't see me waving my hands in the air, but I am. And uh, we're going to look at the production of coffee. We're going to look at some areas associated with that. Then we're going to look at the process of making the coffee, the coffee mm-hmm. cup, and then where you might drink that coffee. Yeah. And you may be listening to this thinking, dear God. Yeah. Why have I even downloaded this show? That sounds like the most dry like, 40 the minutes. tiny last drop of <laughs> nothingness from a dry, dry topic. Well, you know. Be prepared to be possibly. This, this is where we come into our own. Yeah, possibly have yeah. your mind changed. <laughs> I say that with some degree of certainty. Not a lot. No. Some degree. It's quite an apt topic for Mia and I as we're recording this because Quite frankly, we could do with a coffee. Yeah. Um, Both hanging. We are a little bit. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I'm really, I've been looking forward to this. I had a spring in my step when I was, when I was walking here because I thought, finally, I've, I haven't had a coffee all day. I've been really, really anticipating it. Oh, I'm Just sorry. Just because by the end of the episode, I'll probably be all hoppy and kind of like, hi. Yeah, we thought, we, we thought we'd kind of get this one, this one in and then yeah. we'd kind of, you know, for the rest of the day, we'll be... <laughs> how are you because oh, we are going to be drinking coffee and tasting coffee yeah. as we're as, as we're going through this so the first thing when i started to research good old coffee 
First of all, I realised that like everything that it is interest seems to be interesting in the world it kind of seems to come out of the middle east in the 12th century and no one's really sure where it came from and there's kind of these apocryphal tales like some shepherd saw some birds landing on a bush and uh, ate the berries and so they all kind of kind of started yeah. buzzing around going hey how are you doing squid yeah Chris, let's go get fly woo, woo. Yeah. um and and thought i want me some of that action took the beans to a holy man. The holy man said, what is these beans? Yeah. Possibly a little bit like Jack and the Beanstalk and threw them on the fire. Whereby a delicious smell rose. You, you think? God. A, a delicious aroma delicious. arose. And the man thought, you know, that smells an awful lot like coffee. <laughs> um, never having had this before, but somehow it's just chimed into place in my brain. It's like I've recognised my finger that wasn't there before. <sighs> Oh. So, like a lot of stuff about coffee, no one actually knows when it happened. But then Mia made a very good point as we were discussing this, which was, you know, first time you have coffee. You're not going to write it down, are you? <laughs> Let least, me. <laughs> yeah, maybe somebody did, but her tools were so temporary. A bit of wax slate or something or, you know. Verily, I have had <laughs> a, cup of, a cup of this fine brew and I am writing it twice the speed is. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Stone Tablet Diary. <laughs> Today, made coffee. Got loads done. <laughs> Gonna keep on with this. Zing! <laughs> yeah. So, apparently, the first recorded use of it is in, by some monks in Yemen. Okay. Um, because, obviously, they wrote everything down. Those monks. They're so tricksy, just like, kind of, you know... Hanging on to the, to the literature and the language and the writing skills and all the poor peasantry with, didn't have the coffee and they didn't have the skills to write about no, it either. No, they're just always ahead of the curve, monks, yeah. you know, always, always one step ahead. And then, you know, through various trade routes, mm. eventually arrived in Europe in, it's, it's kind of said around about the 16th century, so 1500s, um, and not entirely, not entirely sure wh- when and where it yeah. arrived. But yeah, soon took off. Everyone, you know, everyone started drinking it. Well, it's, I think that's a really kind of strange thing, though, because as a child, coffee was not something I took too easily. I had to make myself like it because it was such a thing and it's such a social part of your, of, of your life that you, you, you see grown-ups doing it and they, they have this whole routine associated with it and they sit and talk and everything. Mm. And it's like learning to enjoy alcohol, you know. It is. I mean, yeah, apart from the kind Do of... People, did they persevere? Did it become popular because of the effects, because of the caffeine and not, not because of the taste? I can't really imagine the taste could have been... You know, the first time you have it, it's bitter, isn't it? Yeah. It's not beat about the bush. Yeah. Although, apparently, apparently, one of the first things that I found out in my research is apparently there's two, there's two plants. There's a type of plant called Robusta bean and there's a type of plant called Arabica bean. Yeah. And apparently, Robusta bean is the cheaper bean it's it, it is as the name suggests a little bit more robust yeah is grown in certain countries more than other countries and um will um it's it's got more of a bitter taste than the yeah. arabica bean they use it well i read this on on, on a page somewhere of, of, of something some far-flung place on the internet that I just found magically uh, by typing in the word coffee. In, 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 in a, We've got in a really search. sophisticated wow. um, well, research skills. I take, I take it to new levels. Oxford, <laughs> hire me. But, um, 
But and they were saying that they use robusta to kind of pad out the finer coffee. Ar- yeah, and apparently Arabica. though, in Italian blends, it gives a good crema at the, uh, at the, the on the head of an espresso. Oh. You know all these interesting, geeky- interesting. <laughs> Although I also suspect there's a bit of the old kind of. You know when people talk about wine, yeah, and they talk about you know uh, different vi- vi- vineyards and stuff, and I can you can definitely tell the difference, like the taste difference, you know, in types of wine. But you then, can you, do, you absolutely can, especially if one's nice and one is not. But that, I suspect there's also a little bit of a kind of yeah. One of the I know about snobbery. this, yeah. you know, I know about this a little bit more than you. Oh yeah, yeah, it's hundred percent arabica. <laughs> Which, like so much, is it's all about where you approach from. I mean, you know, our, our taste buds are not identical, are they? Mm. So, so you appreciate things in different ways, which is why, you know, when you read, um, I always get a bit confused when I read the labels on the descriptive terms of things. I think, how can you know, how can a coffee be fruity? Exactly. I would argue that a coffee could be fruity. We'll get onto it, but I right. would say I. I I say a coffee can be fruity in comparison to other other coffees, and I have to say, the, the, the AMT coffee must use all robusta blend bean because every time I have one of their coffees, it's just uh, the mouthfeel is is bitter and oh. now else squim. So, oh, the other the other fact, and this kind of came off Nescafe website, which felt a little bit wrong using that as a research tool. You no. know, no coffee. One of the most traded commodities in the world after oil. That is crazy. That is crazy, isn't it? Because it's coffee, for it's, God's sake. It's coffee. is every day, but it's fucking massive business. It's worldwide. Most nations drink coffee. Everyone yeah. drinks it in their own way. It's kind of universal. Everyone I never drinks really it thought every about day. that. Yeah, how kind of just global it is. Because I was thinking very kind of like small scale back garden England, you know, sort of. Well, we drink tea and coffee and other things too. There's Ovaltine and but no, <laughs> coffee is global. Everyone, everywhere you go, there's coffee. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah, and and not just in a Starbucks, you know, in 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 other forms as well. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of thinking, I was thinking, yeah, you see, that's what happens about coffee. You start to realise, and people have written whole books about it, about the history of coffee, the kind of the history of coffee houses, all of this, and I started to feel a little bit overwhelmed and a little bit scared as to, dear God, what have we taken on yeah. here? And I wish I'd started this research a couple of hours I ago. Know. Instead of just five minutes before we picked up the yeah. mics. What I found really, really weird was, um, well, not weird, but just really interesting and a bit of a surprise was, I don't know, coffee seems like a modern drink, like like the modern drink. Doesn't it's, it? it? It's like, it, zip. It's now, so and give me a coffee. Yeah, and tea is what old ladies drink, and me with a hangover. <laughs> but um, I like tea. Tea's new. Tea and hot chocolate were after coffee, in, by quite a bit. Know. Isn't that just such a weird thing? Like coffee houses were in England first, before tea houses or anything like you know, say Betty's Tea Shop or anything. Anything we, we, we would think has been quite a traditional English beverage. I know, but I know coffee first. And I think, I think, you see, I was trying to figure this out because I, I, I didn't actually find any particularly great treaties on it. Although if I'd spent more time, I probably would have been able to find some stuff mm. about it. Which I was thinking about. Yeah, I think about good coffee being a kind of late twentieth century phenomenon in the UK. In fact, UK historically quite famous for having quite shit coffee. Yeah, really we, shit. We we you know, we are a nation that voluntarily drank camp coffee 
which if for those of you who don't know what that is, it's chicory. It's chicory essence in a bottle. And it has does have a weird appeal of its own, but it doesn't taste like coffee. And I was oh thinking, God. what? And, and so I was thinking, yeah. But then you'd look into the like coffee houses and back in the day in the UK, everybody was drinking coffee. Every, you know, everyone was drinking good, fresh coffee. And mm. then somehow in the 20th century, we started having shit coffee. And I have to say, this is where my coffee snobbery comes in because I feel we could directly link it to instant coffee. Of course. No. But I mean, you only have to look at the advertisements of the day. We Brits are such suckers for kind of a modern advancement in the in the in the, in the production of something. <laughs> Convenient, yeah. time saving, instant coffee, which scientific. Now, when you say instant coffee, it's kind of synonymous with disappointment, isn't it? But or or yeah, instant don't have time to get a real coffee or make one. So I it's have a compromise. Instant, yeah, it's a compromise. Whereas at the time, it must have seemed like such a luxury. Yeah. Because everything was about time and space saving. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking particularly of like housewives in like the 40s who must have been kind of thinking, yes, finally, no more standing with like, you know, kind of mess and grounds and tea leaves running freely in bags and coffee grounds everywhere, but actually things in tiny little packets and handily, you know, just throw some water on it. I think, I think the Second World War had something to do with it as well. Apparently, instant coffee, 1930s, was invented in 1905, was marketed by nestle in 1930s yeah couldn't even get hold of instant coffee in the uk during the war trade routes slightly disrupted i suspect that may have had something to do with it and then for some reason everyone thought post-war seemed to forget about having actual coffee and started drinking instant now actually that might be a good point to bring in our rapidly cooling (gasps) taste test here Mm. so we thought now it's not a particularly advanced taste test because there's a number of there's a number of things we've done here that are possibly uh suspect first of all i may have forgotten which of yours is which which of mine is which because i've put them in identical cups Times. <laughs> good good times. work, Gloria. Yeah. But we thought we'd compare a an instant coffee and um a filter coffee and a decaf instant coffee. Yeah. Now the filter coffee and the instant coffee, I should state that we have prepared the coffee thusly. It's fair trade, <laughs> Colombian bean. The coffee thusly. Oh, God. Damn straight. I'm bringing in thusly. If I can get a verily and a forsooth, I'll also bring in that. God's <laughs> life. Where, where is the exit? <laughs> Onto Bodikins. Oh, I'm taking it back to Stone Tablet days. <laughs> um, so we've got the. we've got the Now, the filter coffee has been prepared in a cafetiere, French press to those of you overseas who uh, live in America. Um, <laughs> That was a really convoluted sentence, yeah. wasn't it? Dear God, I need this coffee down no, no, my neck. Keep, keep explaining what overseas <laughs> is. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please, I'm a little confused. <laughs> you mean you mean on the what? On the water? Over I Over understand. the water. What? That there's land beyond the sea? <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. The world is flat. Get out, you witch. Yeah. Um and uh it's Colombian beans, fair trade beans, ground in our little retro coffee grounder mm-hmm. and brewed in French press. We're tasting all of them black in the interests of fairness yep. and, you know, the fact that I might put more milk in one than the other, which would be just, Absolutely. You know, wrong. Um, 
the instant coffee was prepared by putting a spoon in a jar um, and a spoonful of coffee upon which I poured some boiling hot water. That's scientific of you. Yeah, it was. I measured it very carefully. (laughs) Didn't measure out the boiling hot water, though. Now, all of the coffees have had a chance to rapidly cool. (laughs) This is going to be so yummy. Oh, God. (laughs) I am so looking forward to this. I was really looking forward to this. And now now it's become like a pain thing instead. Where's the benefit? How do we do this? I insist you make me a fresh pot at some point. It's actual hot coffee. (laughs) Um, Actually, the stuff in the pot might be hot. It's just the stuff we've got in the cups might be. Okay. What should we begin with? I'm I'm going to... Well, you're... Yours could all be sugar pills for all you know. It could be the same one three times in your brain, just telling you there's something different because, you know, you've told it there is. I, I'm going to start with my caffeinated instant. Caffeinated instant. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're t- tasting the caffeinated instant right now. Um, Mia's swilling it round in her mm-hmm. mouth in a professional style. Uh, there's a... Where's my spittoon? Oh, yeah, sorry. Well, you might just have to regurgitate it back oh, into, wow. the, into the cup. So just share with us your taste, uh, your taste impressions there whilst I... Repeat the same process that you have done. Not with your coffee, with my coffee. This is a really weird thing to say about something wet, but it just feels dry. It's maltish. It's kind of, yeah. And especially with tasting it cold, which, you know, normally when you taste it warm, the warmness of it kind of warms (laughs) cockles of your heart. And you're like, ah, but it's really weird. It's kind of got no finish on it. It kind of happens. Yeah. There's a vague bitterness. It happens. There's a slight maltiness. And then it just like ends. Yeah. It's kind of full for a minute on your mouth. And then it kind of goes, but it was fading my my perception of the taste of it whilst i was still swilling it around jolly jolly, jolly golden-esque i was dying to say you know something extravagant about it but there was nothing there it was just kind of like you say a slight bitterness and then uh, i've gone yeah it's interesting let's let's go to the let's go to the decaf mm. instant i think we should do the repeat the same process and again there's the uh, mm-hmm. considered face the swilling the uh grimacing by heck there's some grimacing there wow Okay, now this one, the There's mouthfeel goes on. on there. Yeah. It goes on. It does. Why does it go on? It, it, it goes on and you What wish... did they put in instead of the caffeine? <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it like my droppings or something? <laughs> I would have put it past I actually them. have a question. I, I, I'm, I'm going to save my, my question for teacher until we've had our French press coffee. Okay, let's, 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 let's do that. <sighs> Please save me. Yeah. Mm. Now, it's still, it's still not great. It's still because great it's because cold. It's cool and it's black. Yeah, and um, that's not how I choose to drink my coffee. Isn't normally normally, but if I do have black coffee, I have to say it's it's kind of enlightening because um, you never decide not to have a drink a certain way when when it's sort of you know three at a time. You know, I never yeah. I never compare them like this. Yeah. I might say, well, that was a bit crap, but then it was an instant, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of compensate for that by adding extra milk or something mm-hmm. or, you know, kind of bulk it up with it with another flavour. But, um, yeah, there really is a huge difference, I think. Isn't huge. there? You can totally tell. It Basically, it's much fuller, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've, got, I've got something to admit. I mean, I kind of drink coffee because I, because I drink coffee and because often I kind of flag in the afternoons and I like the kick I get from it. But I'm not. I'm not somebody whose taste buds have got a really kind of sensitive bitterness mm. thing. So I'm quite. 
you know, I'm not madly in love with the taste of coffee generally. But oh, you know, oh, see, but I, this I is would just drink more, more flavorful. There's just more to it. You know, I mean, exactly. you're getting some value for money in mean, the drink, I think. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's, there's something going on there, isn't yeah. there? And yeah, it's interesting. It's, it is like quite startling when you're tasting it cold. So you're not getting seduced by the warmness mm. or the milkiness or anything like that. And you're just tasting the, fl- the taste of the bean. It's just that it goes on for longer and there's more yeah. layers to it. As, as Definitely. The, the, famous, the famous pseudo tasting note, verticality, which is my fav- favourite. <laughs> <laughs> it's got more verticality, you know what I mean? I like that. I'm going to have to try and use that yeah, in a normal conversation <laughs> without being hit by whoever's nearest to me. <laughs> being a complete punce. I think that was made up by a friend of ours whilst doing a wine tasting. But I, I really love like that. it. Verticality. It's got verticality. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's got... It's got a first taste and a second taste and a finish. Yeah. And it's got, it feels like your mouth is being filled up by more flavour. Yeah, and, that it, and it doesn't hurt either. There's no, the tang that there is isn't a painful one. It isn't like, I bitter. In fact, it's the worst kind of... tang was on the decaf, wasn't it? Yes. That was quite sour almost. Yeah. Like, My question is this. I mean, now we've established, which I think we probably knew we were going to enjoy the, the real beans more. Um, but that 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 there just is there's just much more going on yeah there's more that there's just more point drinking this than the other stuff they just taste more like coffee actually i mean you don't have more to like, like anything, the taste yeah. of coffee that if yeah. you want coffee then have coffee oh, not exactly yeah an instant coffee i mean yeah it's like you say it's a bit of a no-brainer isn't yeah. it but um my question is this um how <laughs> how how do you remove caffeine from something you treat it with a lot of chemicals, I think. Oh, God. Which is why some people say that decaffeinated is actually worse for you than than actually having the caffeine. <laughs> I feel like one of those four-year-olds in class who says, do fish sleep? <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you make something decaffeinated? How do you take the caffeine out, sir? Yeah, I don't know the it's actual process. I don't know the actual physical process of it. Because it's not, yeah, it's not like saying I'm having it without sugar. You, you take something that, that's present. <laughs> so For me, perhaps you can make I, it non-present. I, I mean, that, I sounds like, that sounds like such a complicated thing that it's almost, you know, it's like particle physics or something. <laughs> yeah, hell. I was thinking, I was like, <laughs> do they just identify the caffeine yeah. stream and go, it's, I will nullify it. Exactly. Like some neat, like stripping the soles of my feet and managing in one fell swoop, like the tablecloth trick to rip all the veins out of my body without disturbing me. Oh, and then it's gone. Uh, something that's so intrinsic to my makeup that, and now it's absent. I just, I just don't understand yeah give me a brain <laughs> someone give me a brain i don't know but i know i all i do know is that it involves chemicals to yeah. strip well out. that sounds about right doesn't it yeah <laughs> oh, God. yeah just strip it out it's fine the other thing actually mm-hmm. thinking about about mm. coffee um mm-hmm. hoodjum or what's it is uh that the beans that bought i believe were fair trade which Actually, you see, that's how we shoehorn in a crime to this thing. Apart from the oh. fact that we've already got instant as a crime, yeah, exploitation. Yeah, the the the, the fair trade, yeah, exploitation. When it's such a massive shot money for you know a huge endeavour. Yeah, it's when you're kind of paying two. No, I mean, 
Yeah, yeah. When you're paying like sort of nothing to people who work hard to to make a living for themselves, and they they don't make profits from their from their hard labour. No, it all goes to the. It's like the actual like that classic thing of any production. The actual the raw thing had, yeah. kind of makes peanuts. The people who who harvest it make peanuts, and the people thereafter in the chain of trading at each stage of trading of of coffee profit is made. Yeah, but the people at the bottom of the chain don't tend to make it's subsistence farming at the very it's lowest terrible. level unless you buy a fair trade coffee in which you can guarantee that a certain rate has been set um an agreed rate has been set for the coffee now does the kind of the implied okay this is going to sound critical and i'm not because I, I do buy fair trade items but the the kind of the smugness that you buy along with your fair trade items oh yeah does I, that influence the taste of the coffee i reckon so or or are you actually kind of sacrificing a bit of the flavour in order to be noble? I don't believe you're sacrificing flavour. Well, not noble. Because no, it's going to be human. the same. It's going to be the same if someone right. who's kind of got one leg, one arm, one eye, and, and, and you know, and 70 children mm-hmm. is... Or whether, you know, whether your, your coffee was pan-picked by waifs and strays or someone who's actually being paid a living wage, it's not going to make much difference to the actual price of it. It's going to be slightly more expensive. Yeah, because, I mean... I look at the packaging of these things and obviously the selling points have to be fairly blatant. And the fair trade selling point is that it's fair trade. Yeah. But then the coffee next to it is saying things like premium, smooth, intense. <laughs> this is like the sex of coffee. It's not fair trade, but it's everything else you would ever want from life in a bag. It's an interesting marketing question, isn't it? And because I wonder... it should be both. I think yeah. I, I think that they need to push the taste aspect of fair trade items now because people the novelty is not there anymore. People are aware of of what it's about and why they should buy it. Yeah, I looked on the fair trade website. Okay, another should... another geeky stat. Yeah. In 1998, the value in coffee um, sold in the UK of that was fair trade was 13 billion. Oh. Ten years later. It's a hundred and thirty-eight billion. A what? A so coffee? What? Where? Where? where basically, the, if you look at the proportion of sales of coffee in the UK, think this is how big. I think it's oh mi- billion. I think we're talking billion and not million. It might be million. <laughs> there's there's a slight difference between billion and million. I better check it. But um, it's basically fair trade retail value in the UK. In 1998, was 13 million. Shit. In in, in 2009, it was 138 billion, which is a massive increase. And and I wonder if that part of that might be that, I believe, have Starbucks adopted a fair trade as their house coffee now? And I suspect that might have something to do with it. But it just climbs steadily every year. Which, you know, thinking about fair trade is not the whole share of the market. That's a fucking... Just think that's how big the coffee market is. Enormous. Scary. It's just... I don't really kind of... It it makes everything... Money in, in, in those numbers makes everything seem suspect, doesn't it, though? Kind of changes everything a little bit. In your, in, in your perception of it, it becomes big oil. It's big coffee! <laughs> big coffee! Yeah. yeah. Do you think they kind of like, you know... There's there's the similar the, the, obviously we know about it because there's you know fair trade things about uh, working practices and what the growers suffer mm. but I mean 
that means it's a pretty cutthroat industry. That means the big players in the industry probably pretty. What pretty I'm also times. wondering about now is the amount of money they must spend on ad agencies in these capital cities to like flog their product, and they end up with something like the Gold Blend adverts. What? <laughs> what? I just don't. And 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 Nescafe adverts, and they just they're just awful. Let's, yeah. let, let's have some clever advertising. If your product is, is worth this much annually for, for one small country like this, please. Actually, yeah, I checked. I just checked the figures on the Fair Trade site and it is million, not billion, which, you know, it puts it in perspective. Current value, yeah, and, and actually the retail value in 2009 was 157 million compared to uh, 1999 in which it was 15 million. That's oh. fucking amazing. But yeah. Although, Mia, maybe they don't need to do that because they've just got this hooked on the drug, yeah. the drug yeah, that's that is it. caffeine. They could probably stop advertising altogether. We'd still go in our droves and buy it, wouldn't we? Yeah. I know I would. Yeah, they don't, you know, they, they don't have a... There isn't... You don't have to be a certain age to buy no, a no, pot of coffee. Not. Even though it's really not a good idea no. to drink it when you're small. <laughs> I'm thinking now more about like the kind of social aspect of it because I mean I, th- I think I think it's become quite obvious that I'm not you know <laughs> I'm less than discerning when it comes to my coffee and it is much more about kind of partaking in the ritual and stuff for me mm. which is why probably mo- my money would go in the coffee shops uh, that's yes. where I spend my my pennies and 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 what would your what would your kind of drink of choice be. Mm. Well, I kind of, I, I'm i a bit two-faced about it. When I go to an Italian like, chain, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just have, I might have an espresso or a black coffee or maybe a coffee with a little milk on the side, uh, but just, just a normal kind of Americano or whatever. And then if I go to Starbucks and it's kind of winter time, I, I completely just, I'm, I'm rubbish. I get one of those Christmas things. I'll have the peppermint mocha, please. <laughs> it's with, you. Yeah, you're with, the... With, and, and, and I'm pathetic too. I don't even go for fat with skimmed milk because I'm aware that it's not brilliant to be drinking that many calories <laughs> and it's just a drink, you know, it should be water for God's sake, but instead I'm having this like bad, bad drink and it's, yeah, the it's the syrups. I just like it mm. because it makes it into almost a dessert. And what's wrong with that? Yeah, what's wrong Why? with having a dessert, man? Let me have it. Yeah, you don't really don't want to think about exactly no. how many calories are present in a full fat one of those. Oh, God. It's actually like half. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like half your daily allowance if you're a woman. Well, I mean, say that, say that a black coffee with a dash of skim milk has, you know, very little in. Yeah. talking 50 calories or something. Yeah. Um, and that's all from the milk. Yeah. And then you can see these lovely kind of, they are lovely concoctions with whipped cream on and they're sort of half coffee, half chocolate. And you get chocolate they sprinkled on top and a flake and everything. And they're about 500 calories. <laughs> it's got full fat milk. They may as well just park a cow in front of you and let you <laughs> suck on its teeth. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about the, so there's, mm. the, there's the other mystique surrounding, surrounding coffee, which is where you drink it. Yeah. And we should get onto the global phenomenon of Starbucks, but we've alluded to earlier, we've alluded to the massive impact of coffee houses. Yes. Now, this is fascinating. In fact, there's been an entire book written about it. 
I already knew that in the UK, um, coffee houses were like the meeting place, the meeting place in yes. the kind of 1700s, 1600s, 1700s. It was where, because they were quite democratic, it was where if you were a trader, yeah. if you were a trader, you could meet with other traders. If you were kind of a man of business, you meet with other men of business, pay a penny for a cup of coffee and sit and chat and make business. And in fact, Lloyd's of London is named after the coffee house in which it was established. Wow. Yeah. So it's, you know, there was this. That's a really cool thing. To know, actually. I know it's yeah. quite revolutionary, isn't it? It's kind of quite meritocracy. Yeah. It's like they came over. I think the coffee houses came over from the Dutch, and you know, and it was mm. like we sit down, we have we have this drink that fuels, you know, this this stimulant yeah. fuels our revolutionary talk, and um, apparently there was like petitions put up by women against uh, against these coffee houses, like saying. Um, just give me one second. I'm going to see if I can find uh, the, find the quote. Weren't they like not allowed in them for a time though? Wasn't it like a male atmosphere? I believe so. Yeah, I believe that it was uh, that women weren't allowed yeah. in there. Maybe in, in case he sent them funny, made them hysterical, <laughs> want the vote. I don't know. Silly witches. <laughs> Those blooming women. But anyway, I can't find the quote, but it's basically something along the lines of we, the women, protest against our fellows. They have been gone all day in the yeah. coffee shops and and, uh, and and we... Because they're all hyped up and talking ten to the dozen. Yeah, go! Making wait. fast decisions. Yeah, and, and, and the women aren't allowed yeah. in. So it kind of goes on and there's this social place where people can come together as well. And I think the value of social networks is like, it's like an early Twitter. Ooh. But over coffee. I'm not really, like, familiar with Twitter. I mean, I know, I, I know what it is having read about it in newspapers, but I've never used it. Yeah, I, oh. I resisted for years. Yeah. And, then I, and then I got fished do you in. Have, do you have an account? I do. I oh, do. Gloria. I know, I'm down with the kids, oh, me. I feel left out in the cold. You can come and join me. Come and I want you to show me how it works after this. Anyway, so, um, but I think that still, I mean, that still stands now. It's... It, it, mm. It's where things happen. It's where you meet people, not just for... It's, it's the one place you can take business meetings and colleagues It's a and neutral family. space, isn't it? it? Is, it's a very neutral space. And everything's of a certain kind of level of quality as well. They're very clever with the decor in these places, with nice wooden chairs, clean atmosphere, Muzak in the background. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it, it's, it's just very kind of quite restful, isn't it? But it all, it all feels completely civilised and nice. Yeah, because I mean, even even uh, and even like the, so, the chains like mm. Starbucks, which is the massive impact on like British coffee drinking, it's just so big. Yeah, because basically it just meant you know you got God and his dog kind of trying to do the same thing. Mm. But yeah, there's something about and even independence, you know, follow that same thing. And even Starbucks are actually harking back to the coffee houses how of the they were 17th century with the newspapers and the kind of you know we're informed yeah. and informal and you know i must i do really i know that some people probably don't like the idea of sort of starbucks and how big it is and things but i i think i prefer it as a meeting place because england when i grew up it was you know you did business in the pub people would go for an for an actual drink and now you have the option to sidestep that and and because to go it's been the atmosphere and and to kind of to to succeed in your field and if you say worked in an office or in a small company and it was a mostly male dominated atmosphere or workplace mm. 
if you're the kind of person who maybe wanted to say get an orange juice, it would be like you ninny, you know? Yeah. Not just have a beer, have five gins. God, just man up. And yeah, no, with, 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 with coffee shops, it's civilized and it, it's a much more balanced atmosphere. It's not gender specific anymore. That's a really interesting point. I'd never thought about that. Yeah. But now pubs are starting to serve coffee because they, you know, yeah. they want to get on in the... Of course, yeah. in the but the other thing I just suddenly thought about was the, the impact of... Um, kind of uh italian coffee houses mm. in the 1950s in in wales particularly what also in the southeast and in glasgow really random um wave of immigration post-war a lot of them set up so if you go to like quite a few welsh seaside towns down in the southeast and, and still in glasgow mm. and there's a couple in manchester and and uh, in soho in london as well right that became the place where you could get good coffee wow Oh, it's all these Italian, all these little Italian places, the espresso and stuff. And they were kind of, you know, very much associated with a kind of beatnik and, and, and slightly counterculture yeah. kind of area. I mean, beatniks wasn't very British, but, you know, the, the, the 50s intellectual, all associated with the coffee house in that way. Of course, yeah. Which is a very pleasing little, little kind of thing. That's really nice. And I suppose the other thing about it is even though in Starbucks you are still paying an enormous amount for... I mean, the markup is extraordinary on yeah. the couple. It's still affordable. So in a way, it's a kind of, it's, it's something that everyone can go and sit. And, you yeah. know, most people are able to afford £1, £2, £3 yeah. for a coffee. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I, I would choose, I usually kind of, if I'm going to sit in somewhere, I usually want to go and sit in somewhere that's an independent just because I want to support an independent. But yes. see, that's my, my greatest pleasure is I don't get to do much, very much of it anymore. When I was doing my MA, I used to go down, I used to go down the road to the local Portuguese shop, coffee shop. Well, it was a cafe, but they kind of, and they do um, pastis, which are like little custard tarts. Ooh. They're really good Portuguese kind of thing. Oh, so good. But I'd go down there, sit down there, have a latte and, and just just to take myself out of my environment and to, like to be surrounded by other people, but also to be anonymous. Yeah. You know, and to, to be writing that notes is lovely. In, in the cafe. And there's something so brilliant about that because it's, it's affordable and you can go and do it. And yeah, the drink becomes just uh, the vehicle for that. Absolutely. All the other stuff associated yeah. with that as well. Wait, I mean, oh God. When I was still smoking, smoke, the smoking and coffee thing, when I used to smoke, I used to drink so much more coffee because I smoked. <laughs> and at the time, you could still smoke indoors. Yeah. yeah. So, so I used to go in coffee shops all the time and just be like, smoking my stupid head off. <laughs> Five roll-ups in an hour. No, more please. Uh, I, well, you see, I've got a little bit of a, but, a connection but with... But for me, that, that went very hand in hand and it was all part of that kind of, your cigarettes, your kind of, your accessory, your armour, along with your coffee and, and you can be in that, that space, like you said, that social public space and you're involved somehow, but it's... Yeah, you have a purpose yeah. for being there. Yeah. You know, you have a reason. I've got my coffee. Yeah. And but, it, it kind of, for, I, th- I think people feel like it justifies your, your presence. Like, you, 
we feel uncomfortable just sat, don't we, doing nothing without a book or without our little bits. Mm, mm. Totally. Now you see, that's about the way that you have your coffee and the way you prepare your coffee as well. And I think people start to make a statement with that. Now, I was when I was doing research for this, I found out there is actually a London School of Coffee, and it's where you can go and learn how to make coffee just like a barista does. And okay, one this term barista. I'm not sure how I feel about it. No. And two, how much do you, how complicated is a good coffee, really? I mean, actually, well, that's a good question, you see, because actually, think about how many bad cups of coffee you've had in your life. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe, maybe there is a need for a school of coffee. But again, it's, it's all about how, what you're used to. I mean, we, you mentioned camp coffee earlier. People get used to all kinds of things. Oh my god! If someone gave me cream in my coffee now, I couldn't drink it. Really? Oh, I, I couldn't like drink it. cream in coffee now. Do you know? No, do you know? No, do you know, do you know all my, it, my, my, know. my crime, my crime against coffee. Really like coffee with evaporated milk in. It's sweetened as well. No, no, not oh. the condensed one, evaporated, which oh. is slightly the one that's like a poor man's cream. Basically, that oh. sounds dirty. Not like that. Heard. But oh god. <laughs> Gloria, here we go. <laughs> but it's so kind of, I don't know, it's just a really, I, I really evocative. See, I can't stand it. it. It makes it taste thick and it, but there's just a thickness there to it. I don't, I don't like. Yes. But then, um, yeah, I was saying, you do get used to anything, even if it's bad coffee. That, that's just, that's just how you have your coffee. And so, you know, people, if, 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 if all you've ever drank is kind of instant Nescafe then it's it's going to be okay. I mean, to be fair, I did used to have... The thing that pains me, kind of, and and almost literally pains me, I used to work... I learned to make coffee working in an an Italian cafe. I used to make cappuccino after cappuccino, espresso after espresso, Mm. and I'd always have the guys coming in the morning going, Gloria, you make me an espresso, huh? Make me a doppio espresso. Or, you know, kind of, Gloria... Make me a cappuccino, not too strong, not too hot, just like me. Ah, ha, ha. Ah. They were, yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. I know, they were, they were comedy guys, comedy guys. <laughs> but the thing that used to do my freaking head in, right? If you're making a cappuccino, right? Uh-huh. The principle of a cappuccino normally is that the milk is not actually that hot. The milk should not be steaming. It should not take the roof of your mouth up. It should be warm, steamed milk that's kind of fluffy, but not actually scalding. Because once you get milk to a scalding point, you get a skin forming on it. And that is not what you want. You do not want the the milk to reach that temperature. And if you've got to that temperature, you've fucked it up, basically. Mm. And you you, you need to start again, or you need to drop some ice cubes in the milk, or, you know, you just need to set it aside and start again. I used to get people complaining British people complaining that their coffee was not scalding enough. And oh, you it, see, I, I have to wait until it cools. I'm with you on that, yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, no, the Italians as well always used to be like, why, why, why are you drinking your coffee like this? Yeah. Why are you drinking your coffee scalded? It just kills it off. And, yeah. And the amount of times, and it, from l- well-known chains as well, as if so often I've kind of gone in and I'm like, I just want to take away coffee. And A, See, now I'm sounding like a complete coffee snob. A, the beans are robusta. So all you get is like, you don't get any kind of flavourness or anything. It's just like bitter. B, it's really fucking hot. Then it's just like, I gave you two pounds for this. 
to pounds. My soul is shrinking. <laughs> you did this. You took my money and you made me this shitty drink. Yeah, you see, this is where I get impassioned. It's all about the cash flow, isn't it? How dare they? How dare they? I mean, if there's a huge markup on something that's actually nice, then, you know, fine. It's what I want. I'm going to pay for it. But if it's rubbish and you've handed over your hard-earned cash... Damn their eyes. Damn their eyes. I mean, I will, yeah, I will confess to being prepared to spend money on... Nice things. Yeah, like, I'll, I I have a weakness for hazelnut frappes. Oh. I know, I'm a deviant. What can I, I say? There's, there's a chain of what they're like a Starbucks called Juan Valdez. In, and when I was in South America, I kind of, again, it's this whole like coffee as ice cream, coffee as dessert, <laughs> sweet tooth, childish thing. I became hooked. I put about a stone on in two weeks. <laughs> I became hooked on their frappuccinos because, you know, it, it was hot and it was Colombia. So I was, I was knocking them back. And um, they they would squirt chocolate sauce in a big swirl around the cup before they put it in, mm. before they put in the frappuccino. And it was like heaven. Mm. It was like the best chocolatey coffee thing you've ever tasted. Mm. Oh, man. Just thinking about it now, I could, I could murder one. But um, again, the content, you know, <laughs> I'm obviously like coffee trash. I do not know what <laughs> what's good and what's bad. <laughs> But I know that people do get passionate about the, the like the detail you were talking about when you make your own coffee. Yeah, like some people. I mean, okay, right. There are I, things I do that I do because I've been shown to do it that way the first time I was shown how to make a cafetiere, for instance. But yeah. I'm not really sure of the reasoning behind it. Yes, like why do you warm the pot? Yeah, why? Why? I, I, I always scald the pot out. Yeah, me too. I think it's it's believed that it helps the coffee to release the oils that are kind of within the bean which kind of give you more flavor nice that's what i understand and you can do you don't mean that's probably why you do the same with tea as well mm. and also i think it means that you shouldn't pour on actual scalding hot boiling water but water just off the boil yeah same thing i mean same thing you treat it with yeah tea, that's cause true. i think yeah. it is heat You're sensitive it, the oils you? are the oils are heat sensitive that's as i understand it but some things yeah you wonder if they're just actually superstition I know some people, of some people, I don't know them myself, who not only, I mean, I grind, I buy beans and grind and them. Stop it. You say, when you say, I grind, I just, <laughs> I whine and grind. Stop. I was imagining you doing some awful dance. I, I mean, I, I grind. grind. I grind. I grind. <laughs> I whined and grind. God. In the in the manner of that popular song, <laughs> that by that popular beat combo, can't remember who does wine and grind, but anyway, uh, anyway, I grind my beans. Mia. Yeah, I do not grind. <laughs> you say myself. now, going to tickle me. Yeah, I grind my beans. <laughs> but some people buy the beans green and then roast them themselves what? to achieve their own desired. Okay, roast. now you you've stepped into a ridiculous zone. I think <laughs> because I think. What? What? They're roasting their own beans. Yeah. Do they not have jobs? <laughs> when when do you have all this spare time? Well, Mia, you should just take time over your food and, Whoa, and your I coffee. mean, no, apparently, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, actually, Will will say if he, he won't. Given the chance, you would be roasting your own beans, wouldn't you, Gloria? Probably wouldn't. That's probably a step too far. I'd probably stand on roasting beans where I stand on making bread, which is uh, someone else can do that. Yeah. You know, I have a bread maker. 
I don't need to do the dough. No. Don't have the time. On the other hand, on the hand, yeah, I mean, you know, Will will not even... Um, grinding the beans is a step too far for Will. Will he, won't grind? He won't grind. Will doesn't grind. <laughs> you know, you should try tipping him. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he'd grind for, for the appropriate amount. <laughs> Oh, is it yours for an appropriate <laughs> price? <laughs> for an appropriate price. Oh, God. I'll have number 23, the boy in the pants. <laughs> give you five guineas. Grind, they, man, grind. On, on the other hand, like, my, my, my coffee snobbery is that, that I don't have instant in the house. Because then you're not tempted if you're in a rush. To yeah, defile I just, your mouth with it. Well, it's more that if I have it right, and I'll make a cup of it, and then I'll taste it, and I'll go, "This is bum. Why does I even have it? Yeah, this is this is rubbish." So I just, yeah, it seems like a pointless buy. Do you know? I actually need to be to become a little more methodical about when I make coffee because I realise I'm crap. What I do is I I have these huge kind of huge spoons and instead of use I, I use a big old dessert spoon just to spoon it into the, yeah. it's quite a large cafeteria and um and I kind of I do everything by eye without ever oh, having been by shown eye. by eye like you know I mean if if somebody, if somebody says to you the first time this is what sort of thirty mil looks like in a spoon um you know by eye yeah. but I've just been guessing the whole time so now i'm just measuring by eye my original guess which is probably well well out and so i i, I do often end up with a sort of coffee mud <laughs> yes, which, I, which i do is that, that it's really intense it so takes your gums away nearly is it is it the same as tea one for each person and one for the pot if i'm making a large cafetiere is that five ta- you know five yeah. spoons of coffee or is it four I don't know. Sometimes I end up making, I just shake the bag in. And but then, do you know what's really, what I, I really, really want, I, I, I was mocking earlier, you know, when you mentioned that the coffee school, and I was like, yeah, what kind of twat has time for this? <laughs> Dickheads. And being just generally really grumpy and sort of resenting the fact that people might take the time and money to learn something properly. And whereas, <laughs> whereas surely they can just learn it in their own home. And so I have when what's become obvious is I haven't learned it properly. Um, I've just been like just stubbornly like shouldering my way through ugly pots of coffee for a long time. Damn it. I've I need it so I'll drink it. And I went, when we were looking at the research for this thing, I was kind of thinking, oh, you know, where's the best coffee from? And something about Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee Oh, yeah. I've heard tell that Jamaican Blue Mountain is, is the preferred yeah, well, it's the preferred bean. It's fucking expensive, know, though. I, I, couldn't, I, I could have tried it. I could not have tried it. I don't know. But I think I need, I, I need to know what the good stuff tastes like because I did this with wine, you see, for years. I was like, oh, I'm not, not really into red wine. And then, and then somebody gave me a glass of something that didn't cost £3 a bottle. <laughs> And, you know, everything changed. My eyes were open. And I was like, Do you know that? And now really, I get it. That's a really good point. Yeah. Once you know what it can taste yeah. like, maybe that's the way to do and it. Un, un kind of undiluted by milk and other products and no syrups. Bad me a bad. I know. Bad sugar kid. <laughs> I've got no teeth left, mummy. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, no, see, raising your game. Maybe that's the way to take coffee forward. Because it's just to go, I will give myself the experience of yeah. good coffee, and then have something to measure against in future, and be, and be able to say with some authority instead of doubt in my eyes. Is is this bad? I think it's bad. <laughs> and, and 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 then having to quickly change my expression when when the knowledgeable around me are already going, "Wow, this is amazing! This is like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is a taste experience in my mouth." 
I'm, I'm, I'm shaking my head going, oh, bitter. Can I just add one more thing yeah. before we go, which I think I just, just popped into my mind as coffee crime. Right. I kind of, I don't like those things where, those machines where they take out the skill okay yeah see i'm contradicting myself there making coffee isn't hard those machines right where they're like okay so if you're making like if you're making a kind of cappuccino or whatever mm. normally like especially if you kind of got a catering model it'll be like some gadget espresso machine and yeah you know and it, it, it you kind of kind of measure things out there are some available for the home as well right which just take out all of the choice and options so they kind of go you get a little pod and it's pre-measured for you and you put it in the machine and it comes out and it kind of goes to the exact measurement that it should be. See, maybe I want to be able to decide. Maybe I like to have my espresso longer but than also, they suggest. I don't think you're contradicting. The example you used was bread, wasn't it? Making bread. Yeah. But bread is work. <laughs> it's actual hard. It's tough. It hurts your arms. I mean, you remember the time we made a cake? Oh. Or I should say I made a cake because you made beat all that bloody butter and sugar together. It took I me about 40 minutes. Mean, I have, I I've know. still got a brawn from it on my arms. <laughs> see, that was it. That's what I was giving to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks. I learned a lot. Um, but but bre- bread is hard and it takes a, it's quite a lot of your time taken up taking care of that. Whereas the ritual of a hot drink is a couple of minutes out of your time, isn't it? Mm. It's it's going to take you to government to just get the instant ready you may as well what wasn't what's two more minutes kind of yeah. cleaning the pot yeah. out getting it ready and and i think there's something very kind of um comforting about mm. having those tiny rituals yes and it's, it becomes sort of you know you ponder these things don't humans, you? humans i they think we're just very... naturally inclined to ritual yeah we can create ritual out of anything and a cup of coffee is a a reasonable thing i believe to uh yeah create a small ritual as long as you don't get carried away you know start start chuntering on about how it must be this way and you know it must be this bean and 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 what have you as long as it's not made on those stupid push button things i don't mind yeah they are they're just i don't really i don't get it because it's kind of it's trying to straddle the line between instant and real coffee isn't it i'm fast and easy but i'm also very good yes and it comes down to that immortal line you Mm. can have it faster faster cheaper or better but you can't have all three no you can have it faster and cheaper but you can't have it better you can have it cheaper and better but you can't have it faster it's something you, you just can't mess with can you yeah sometimes it's, it's like the law mm. the law of faster cheaper better ah uh, i should we should we wrap it up there no, should we go snort some coffee grinds yeah baby <laughs> i'm gonna make a fresh pot let's have some coffee that's hot whilst it was interesting for tasting purposes good i quite fancy it yeah, and you can school me on the appropriate adjectives to throw out the next time I'm, I'm in, say, I had a coffee-tasting situation. I know, maybe we need to kind of invent a few more. <laughs> yeah. Whiny. Whiny is one. Not whiny as in, <laughs> but whiny as in, yeah. whiny, wine. dark, grape. Mm. You see, I have had wine, a coffee that does taste like a bit like that. There's, a, there's an Ethiopian place in Leeds that does coffee, and it is quite strong. Yeah. Um, but it's got this sourness kind of fruitiness oh. to the end of it and i think it's oh, really you said the fruit it does exist yeah, it does yeah. it does it does um but yes that's been us talking about coffee if you feel that we've made a massive omission yeah. or a factual error because we we haven't There's we are always that, yeah. yeah we we are always adding to the book of lies obviously you are most welcome to come to www.simplysyndicated.com and click on the forums let us know your thoughts if you go to the shows page you can also find quite a few of our back 
back issues of our episodes there or you can listen to us as you may be doing through itunes i am getting smooth at this you are that was barely a barely trip up the last time you were all over the place i know i was a uh, kind of uh, um, uh, uh, i'm actually really thinking about what i'm gonna have for tea in 10 minutes yeah. um, what, what am i doing again What's yeah. name? who are you what slick I know, I've ruined it now. I've ruined that illusion. No, it's, it's, still, you, it's still good. Yeah, still you're good. still believing in me. Yeah. Yeah. There is also many other fine shows on the mm. Simply Syndicated stable of which you may wish to listen to. I'm not going to list them all because no. that will have me umming and stuttering like some amateur. Yeah. <laughs> amateur. <laughs> oh, if, you'd, if you'd like to listen to more of me banging on about <laughs> stuff, um, I've contributed a few episodes to the books you should read show um we are the book club coming from the lead studio and we've done a couple of episodes you can find on the feed yes if you want to know what i think about reginald perrin um you can find out by listening to that show excellent i should tell you i say kind of a lot on that show i can imagine as per usual (laughs) but um yes it's been lovely to be back uh hope you've enjoyed listening to us i've been gloria lind and still am Yeah, I'm still Mia Steele. (laughs) Bye. Thank you, bye. Hello, Dave Prowse here. And when I'm not performing my one-man show, The True Voice of the Dark Side, I listen to Here Goes Nothing on the Simply Syndicated Network. Right, back to rehearsals. Commander, tear this ship apart until you find those plans and bring me all passengers. I want them alive! (laughs) 